0: I tried to start the show off today with a couple of high fives, but I got turned down. I feel really, really bad about myself right now. But on a better note, we had an awesome episode that I think will live on for a long time. Everyone always asks the questions about what to do with their mortgage, whether they should go fix, whether they should go variable, what are the pros, what are the cons. So we just spent the last I think we spent about 30 minutes in this episode ripping through uh, a lot of stuff and we broke apart variable rate mortgages, what they do, what they mean, what they cost. And if you you have a mortgage, if you want to buy a house, if you want to buy an investment property, you need to listen to this episode. Everything you could possibly imagine is in there, right boys? Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything. Oh, the guys are alive. They're here in the intro. It's real. Hey, so you're listening to the YVR Remo Show. I'm Alex McFadden. This is Dean Lawton and Derek Williamson of Thrive Mortgage Co. And we are pumped that you guys are listening to another episode. We start off most episodes talking about the five-star reviews, but today we just want to pump up. We want to know if you're loving this episode. We're giving away not just a fancy Thrive mug, which people are loving, but coffee. We're giving away coffee along with that mug. Not only do you get this beautiful Thrive mug for leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and letting us know, but we send you this delicious uh, Republica coffee, actually, right by us here in Fort Langley, B.C. Uh, Awesome location, delicious coffee. I sound like I'm a TV ad right now. They're not paying us, just so you know. We actually pay them for the coffee, (laughs) Uh, and I have had a lot of it today. So I hope you guys love this episode. I know you will. Leave us that review so we can send you some coffee and a beautiful Thrive mug. And if you're loving this episode, we need you to do one thing for us because we don't ask for any money and we don't have ads and we are looking just to help spread good word. No fluff on this podcast. Please share our podcast with someone you know. Share it on your Instagram, Facebook. Tag us. Let us know if you're liking it because it helps us keep going. We're not getting paid for this stuff, baby. We're here again, like I mentioned, uh, and uh, excited to take care of you guys. So I hope you enjoy the episode. It's all about variable rate mortgages. Talk soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, Great wealth in real estate and simplify the complicated. We're going technical today, guys. We're talking about variable rate strategies, and uh, this is something that. Pretty much every person in Canada and ha- that has a mortgage should listen to this episode because we'll talk about everything from what a variable rate mortgage is, uh, prepayment penalties, and what they mean, uh, what different lenders offer, strategies, you name it. You're going to get the full mother load here today about variable rate mortgages. And again, this is a technical episode, but we like to switch it up between interviews, uh, mortgages, and all that kind of fun stuff. So if you're loving it, make sure to leave that review, guys. Let's get into it. Boys, uh, variable rate, something we talk about every single day, especially during COVID season. Where do you want to start?
1: I was just reading a pretty interesting stat, and I don't know how correct it is, so don't hold me to this, but apparently up to 74% of Canadians either take, would take, or currently hold a fixed rate mortgage which is interesting because obviously there is benefit to fixed rate. It's conservative, but uh, there's a ton of benefit to variable, especially right now, which we're going to dig into obviously, but it's pretty mind blowing to see how many people go fixed rate.
0: Yeah. One thing that on that note to say this, and I mean, I don't have any stats to back this up, but you, you just suggest, actually we do have stats to back this up, but you just suggested, the average Canadian does take a fixed rate mortgage. My perception based on uh, helping thousands of clients at this point out with financing, is Canadians by nature are conservative. Super conservative, very safe. When we talk to our American counterparts, because we have a lot of relationships down there, they're always quite surprised at how many of our clients go with an option that could have such a a big downside, which we'll talk about in in a minute here with regards to the fixed rate mortgage, when there is so much benefit of the variable rate solution. And I just say, hey, maybe we're not very good poker players, something like that. Uh, but yeah, that's an interesting stat. And I think at the end of the day, it comes back to conservative nature, which you know, at the end of the day, bites people in the butt pretty hard, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, on a good note to the conservative nature, our default rates in Canada are like insanely low. I think it's 0.375%. I mean, it'll probably increase a little bit as we go on here. but. Um, that probably ties into the conservative nature for sure. Well, they say
0: Canadians are more likely to go hungry than miss their mortgage payments. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, So why don't we, uh, I don't know, Dean, where you want to hop in here, but we could start by kind of talking about the general breakdown of what is a variable rate. And
2: then we can kind of talk into what uh, the, the opportunities are. Yeah. I mean, what is a variable rate? Let's start there. It's definitely different than a fixed. And I'd say the biggest difference from a variable to a fixed rate is your rate can change during your term. Uh, typically, you met, uh, Derek mentioned, what is it? 74% of Canadians are taking a fixed rate mortgage. Most of those, I don't know what the stat is, maybe you have the stat here, but how many of those are a five year fixed? I'd say probably majority of them are a five year fixed. So, I mean, if you have a five year, Uh, mortgage, five-year term, your variable rate mortgage could change a number of times. And this year, for example, we've seen the variable rate drop uh, more than a couple times. So I'd say that's probably the biggest difference is your rate can change Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
2: for the better and for the good.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: So the total amount of interest that you pay on a loan could uh, go up or go down. And the principal,
0: of course, would go up or down correspondingly. So it's just not in a fixed term, straight up, really
2: simple. Yeah, really simple. So I think a when, it, when, you, when clients think, oh gosh, my rate could change, that's kind of scary for them. And I think that's where the conservative nature comes in is the fact that, oh gosh, my rate could go up. That means my payment could go up. I'm buying this house based on a fixed budget of X amount of dollars. I don't want my payment to go up. And so I think that's probably the biggest reason why people go with the fixed rate mortgage because of the certainty that their payment is going to remain the exact same. Am I wrong? No, correct. So, I mean, why?
1: I get the question a lot why would rates go up and when would they go up or down? So, the Bank of Canada, I believe they meet eight times a year. Yep, that's right. Eight times a year. uh, And they obviously look at our economy, the health of the economy, uh, and they'll justify if they want the Bank of Canada key rate to increase or decrease. So if the Bank of Canada decides to increase interest rates, typically within a week to two weeks, we'll see the banks, like our banks, TD, Scotia, RBC, uh, they will all follow suit. So if there's a 0.25% increase at the Bank of Canada, we will typically see our banks raise prime rate. Now, variable is tied to prime rate. So I'll try to make sense of this. Uh, Currently, the prime rate with most institutions is 2.45. So when you get a variable rate mortgage, let's say it's one8 your rate would be basically justified as a discount off of prime. So if prime's 2.45, and you're getting a 1.8, your rate is prime minus 0.65%. And that's how your variable rate would basically stay in place. So if prime changes in six months, your rate stays at prime minus 0.65, and it will fluctuate up or down.
0: Yeah, that's a good explanation on that point. We should also make a point to say, while we're talking about variable rates, Another form of a variable rate, although not a mortgage, is a home equity line of credit. Typically, a home equity line of credit is at a rate of prime plus percentage. Uh, A mortgage could be too. Um, it certainly has been in certain situations, but these days for the most prime triple A lending situations, it is a discount as you suggested.
2: And it's important to note most variable rate mortgages and home equity line of credits that plus or minus w- what we call a discount or a, or an increase that never changes. Mm-hmm. So you take a five-year term of prime minus 65 or 0.65%, mm-hmm. that 0.65 will never change. That will stay with you for the life of the term. Right.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and so walking through that, why would the interest rates adjust is a really key uh, point uh, in regards to what someone could should be looking forward to. This year would be the perfect example. I mean, obviously, it's something very unique. COVID happened, there was a pandemic, or you know, in, a, in the first time in history, you're obviously dealing with something of this nature in modern day lending history. So when uh, We discussed already the fact that interest rates itself would adjust based on what happens with Prime or the key interest rate, but when Can- the Bank of Canada um, meets, obviously this is a pretty high level conversation, but when the Bank of Canada meets, they actually make a number of decisions based on where the economy is going, the key indicators of growth and the economic growth in our country. So if we're in a position where short and sweet people aren't spending money or making money, that's not a good thing for our economy and they're gonna look to try to get money moving. And one of the ways that they do that is by reducing the uh, key rate. And in effort, sorry, in essence, when they do that, the banks follow suit typically and reduce their prime rate, which means your interest rate goes down. So what we saw in, I believe it was March, the Bank of Canada make a number of consecutive decisions, emergency decisions outside of their typical eight timelines where they actually looked at the economy and said, holy cow, we are looking at a circumstance where uh, the economy could be floundering and we don't know for how long. Let's stimulate the economy and get people to continue to spend money and save money and make money. And so when something happens, a world event, an economic event, or just overall people aren't making and spending money in the economy, we see that happen. And that's where interest rates go down. On that note, I'm going on a little bit of riff here. I just looked at the uh, Five year history on Google of where people search for variable rate mortgages. And this is quite interesting, actually, if you look into it, uh, there are some key times that people look at it uh, at variable rate mortgages. And typically, is right around the timeline that uh, the Bank of Canada has made an adjustment either up or down. And what's more interesting is that there are actually, in the five year period, there's only three spikes. Which speaks a lot to how frequently we see a change in the Bank of Canada. It's not that often. They meet eight times a year, but they don't normally make that many changes. We had a little bit of a unique situation 2018 through 2019 where they were on the upward trend. Um, That was all recently reversed, so... I hope that was a
1: that was a lot to take no that was good and I mean regarding interest rates you know everybody always wants the lowest rate. It's human nature right everybody wants the lowest rate which is why right now a lot of people are a lot more comfortable taking the variable because it's immediate savings right and we'll get into some of the benefits of the variable but it's lower than the fixed currently so the day that your mortgage funds you are saving money compared to that fixed rate mortgage but if you put yourself in someone's shoes two years ago or even a year ago, uh, fixed rates were actually lower than variable for a little while. Variable rates were higher. So as much as there's more flexibility around a variable, there were a lot of people locking into the fix because everybody wants that lower interest rate, right? So obviously that's dramatically changed now, but we're actually starting to see fixed rates get pretty close uh, to the variables. Again, there's not a huge gap. Uh, You know, some variables are going out at 1.7. There's fixed rates as low as kind of 1.99,
2: but it's still significant on a big chunk of money that you're borrowing. One of the biggest things that we get is when there is a rate change, typically when there's a rate drop, we don't actually see the lenders follow that same amount And what i mean by that is if the bank of canada decides to drop 0.5 we haven't always seen the banks match that so we always get a call like oh did my mortgage drop by 0.5 and and sometimes it's like no it actually hasn't even dropped yet because the banks don't actually make an immediate decision to follow the to follow the the government. Typically it takes like two to three days and it's not always the exact same. So that's important to note too, like we get these you know great announcements on the news, oh my gosh, rates are dropping, but it's not always the case. So then back to the emergency rate drops that we just saw this year, the banks followed immediately for the exact same amount. Mm-hmm. Which was great, right? But it's it, it we shouldn't always expect that. And then we've seen the same too. When the rate went up, we saw the rates go up by 05 percent. We actually didn't see the lenders follow that same hike as well. So it, it you know it goes both ways.
0: I like to use the terminology I explain to my clients. I say lenders like to take the stairs down when it comes to reducing interest rates, and the elevator back up. Oh yeah. So, Absolutely. That's uh, that's, uh, that's what we commonly see, but well, well explained. Thanks for uh, jumping into that. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, we've we talked about when interest rates adjust. Let's talk a little bit about the difference between you know the total interest that you pay, so the compounding periods, and then and then we'll jump into some some reasons why people actually really go variable uh, the penalties. So uh, compounding periods. For anyone who doesn't understand a uh, compounding period, Dean, you want to take this one on? I feel like you've uh, mm-hmm. had a chance to, to chew on this for a minute. Sure.
2: <laughs> this is a fun one to explain. So, there, I mean, there's typically two compounding periods in a mortgage. It's usually compounding monthly or semi monthly. I would say probably the semi monthly semi-annually, sorry. Um, we got a typo here in our notes. <laughs> I'm blaming the note taker. Um, but yeah, semi-annually is typically what we see. We that's I would say pretty much every fixed rate mortgage would be calculated at semi-annually, and that's common. And a lot of variable rate mortgages are compounded semi-annually too. Um, but there are a lot of lenders that are compounding monthly and what we can compare this to, I don't want to get too much into unsecured debt, but typically unsecured debt is actually compounding daily, which is uh, significantly more. So it, if if your mortgage is compounding monthly opposed to semi-annually, the all you really need to know is you're probably paying more, or you are paying more. You, you are, you're certainly yeah. paying more. So we can just jump into a quick comparison. Uh, basically, if you had, we have an example here of a $250,000 mortgage. If you had a $250,000 mortgage and it compounded monthly, you would pay roughly your total interest cost in 25 years would be $188,441. If you had that same mortgage compounding semi-annually, you would pay $186,204 in the same time period, 25 or 25 years. So that's a difference of $2,237 over 25 years. So Pretty minimal. Um, but something to consider, at least uh, at least be aware of. If you're looking at the same variable rate from lender X and lender Y and one's compounding monthly, well, you should probably go to the one with the compounding semi, semi-annually. Truth. Very limited
0: change, but good to know nonetheless. Be educated, folks. Be educated. So let's talk about uh, one of the reasons that actually quite a few people go with a variable rate mortgage. And that's, uh, we're going to have to have a separate podcast about this, all about prepayment penalties and how they work. Because this topic, we have to unpack that for about an hour. So I don't think we have time to do that in this podcast per se. But let's just say there are a lot of circumstances that happen in people's lives that cause them to break a mortgage, divorce, death, uh, moving, relocating, restructuring, refinancing, switching terms. Honestly, I could go on and on and on and on. We get a call pretty much every single day about a different unique circumstance, but, a lot of people don't make it to the end of the term. I think the average timeline that we saw was at 38 months or something like that from the uh, most recent polls by the uh, MPC, Mortgage Professionals Canada. Uh, so with that being said, with most people not making it to the end of their contract, uh, it's pretty important to know what the cost is to get out of your term. And most people don't know what that is. And most banks can't explain it. Funny enough, I had a phone call with a lady today and she said to me, Well, I think the variable makes sense. And the reason I think that is because the lady at the branch couldn't explain to me exactly how a fixed rate penalty works. Just said that it's too complicated and that they would calculate it later. That's a little bit scary, a little fishy. That's a pretty common thing, but most people don't don't notice or ask that question. So kudos to that client for asking that great question. So Prepayment penalties, guys.
1: Who wants to take this one on with the variable rate mortgages? I think the biggest issue, like you said about the fixed rate penalties, is like as much as that lady at the bank <laughs> said she couldn't calculate her, it's too complex, there's literally no way to quote a penalty down the road for a fixed it's, rate. For fixed rate, yeah, 100%. Because you it's based on interest rates at the time and your discount, but there's like four different ways to calculate it. So there's no way to tell someone if you broke your mortgage in three years, this is how much it's gonna be, because it depends on rates at that time and nobody knows where that's gonna be. Yeah. So like that's the scariest part about a fixed rate. So anyone that takes a fixed rate, we just blatantly tell them that, you know, if you're breaking this mortgage and you're not porting or or you're being restricted for any reason, you could have a pretty dramatic penalty. So I'd say probably the biggest driver behind people taking a variable is the flexibility in the product. The penalty is three months of interest, right? Like three months of interest, uh, I don't know the math, but on a $500,000 mortgage currently, you'd probably be paying about $2,000 to get out of that product at any time. So a lot of people, when they're getting into, you know, their first home or their second home, or it's, you know, you're upsizing, a lot of people think that they're for sure gonna be in this house for five years, like they don't wanna move again. But it's not all about moving. As an example, we saw rates dramatically drop over the last six months, and we contacted every single one of our past clients to show them an opportunity to save money. But a lot of people that were in fixed rates, they're restricted from doing that, right? So it's not just about moving and selling, it's also breaking the mortgage to refinance, to lower your interest rate, to pull equity out. There's a lot of scenarios where it can arise. Um, so, yeah that is basically the concept of the variable and why people go that route for the penalty.
2: Yeah. And I mean, it's also just to your point, like it's, it's education. A lot of people just aren't told this, especially when you walk into a bank uh, from a bank's perspective, they're looking out for them and the profitability of that company and for them to sell a mortgage product. And again, these are salespeople selling products for that institution. It makes a lot more sense it, from a business perspective. If you were a bank You would want to sell fixed rates because you're 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 essentially creating certainty of income for your company for the future, and so you know you're going to make X amount of dollars, and you know there's going to be a large penalty. The bank can literally hedge what they're going to earn off of you as a client, Mm. whereas a variable rate, like you got the control. Like I think the best way to put it is like when you're a variable rate client, you are the one in control Mm -hmm. of your destiny. You can leave whenever you want, at any time. The very next day, you could leave and their penalty is not going to change. If anything, it's just going to keep going down because you're going to keep paying that principal down. So it's funny, like if Canadians actually were told that and and there wasn't such an aggressive sales force in the institutions, maybe they would go. Maybe we would see that number flipped and there would be 70 percent people going variable if they actually knew those stats because. That's, in my opinion, that would be the conservative route, especially knowing the fact that most Canadians are selling their home in 38 months. Amen. Amen. Hey, in the US, I don't know if you guys knew this
0: for anybody listening, but they, generally speaking, don't pay prepayment penalties to get out of their mortgage. Yeah. Kind of unique thing in Canada where we have these penalties to consider. And I talked to someone in the US, and they're like, what? So, I mean, they pay fees up front they pay a lot a lot of different types of fees they have insurance costs and so forth so some of the things that we have baked into our costs and that's baked into the prepayment penalty in the mortgage but yeah they don't they don't face these uh similar challenges in the state so they're always surprised and maybe that's one of the reasons I don't know who knows, who knows. But um, with that being said, if you're caught in a, a fixed rate mortgage, don't despair. It's not the, a bad thing per se. Like we're not suggesting that having a fixed rate mortgage is a bad thing. I've had one uh, in the past. We've all had them in the past. I think everybody here has. Uh, and it's not a poor decision to make. It's just that there's a lot of reasons to go with a variable rate solution. So we wanna make that clear. Don't feel bad if you're in a current
1: fixed rate mortgage. I think the biggest piece out of that is like right now, especially, there's never, in my opinion, there's never been more certainty in our interest rate market around variables because like the Bank of Canada literally came out mid June or July, and they said that they predict interest rates to be low for two to three years. Like we have never, well, not since I've been in this industry, uh, had them come out and say something like that. And like for them to go to the extent to put that on recorded TV tells you that you're probably in a very, very safe bet to go with a variable and save a ton of money for at least the next two to three years, right? Um, Another big piece about the variable is if someone, you know, what I tell everybody (laughs) is, if this is going to keep you up at night, like if you're going to stress out and lose sleep and you're fighting with your husband about a variable interest rate, probably not a good idea. Like mm-hmm. like take a fixed rate if it suits you know your your lifestyle and you're not planning on moving in a year. Mm-hmm. If it actually messes with you and you have zero risk for appetite, fair enough, but there are some products that can kind of help damper that. Um, what people need to know is that if it's going to keep you up at night, then
0: the fixed rate solution is where you should go. That's why it's there. That's why there's an option. Like we said before, you don't don't feel bad about it. There's a downside in the, in the course of a penalty, but there are some options away from that in, in regards to the type of lender and product you choose. So we can talk about that as well as a solution. There's different lenders, different penalties, but different prepayment costs.
2: And just to end on that note, if on our next episode, well, maybe not the very next one, but in the future, when we do talk about penalties, we'll talk about all the differences from fixed rate mortgages and how not every fixed rate mortgage has such a massive penalty. So we can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll need to <laughs> we'll need to tune in online. <laughs> yeah. That'll be a two hour session to talk about
0: that one. So let's talk about uh, when to lock into a mortgage. A lot of people are asking that question right now. We had an episode about the Bank of Canada uh, stopping the buyback, and there's a lot of questions about, well, just generally speaking, when should I lock in and when shouldn't I lock in? Now, thankfully, we're on top of it. So we update all of our clients when we see a Bank of Canada change uh, or when we indicate it. Uh, Anybody who's on our email list, if you're not already, make sure to check in so we can make sure to get that information to you. But if you're a client of ours, you'll know. Uh, But the question really is, when do I lock in? And that question comes down to, it's a personal situation. Uh, in some circumstances, you know, there's been a really valid point where someone's been, you know, concerned because let's say one partner is pregnant and having a child and they're sure that there's not going to be income for a period of time. They don't want They don't want that lack of certainty. Nothing else is going to change in their life, they say, for that period of time. And so that makes sense um, to consider doing that. Or if they fully and honestly believe that they are at a rock bottom situation in regards to the market, then again personal uh, feelings aside, then it's a good time for you if you feel feel like it. But uh, there's no guaranteed perfect time. That's like trying to time the real estate market. When is the right time to buy? There is no perfect time to buy. The perfect time to buy realistically was 10 years ago, five years ago, three years ago at this point, but there's no guarantee on locking in. You know, we're at historical fixed rate mortgages, so we could forgive someone for, for thinking of it being the right time right now, although we've just been guaranteed variable rates for the foreseeable future. So we wanna remember that.
1: I don't know. Do you have any guys have any thoughts on when's the right time to lock in? I had a client, it was actually kind of a unique structure. They bought a house about six months ago, right at the beginning of Mr. COVID. And uh, they wanted to go fix. They really, really wanted to go fix. But we talked about the projections and what was likely to happen with interest rates. Like they're 100% sold on the fix. They did not want variable, which is fair. So they went variable and they are now just converting into a fixed and they're probably saving about 0. .65, 0.69% actually when they compared the fixed rate six months ago to what it is right now. So like that solution actually worked for them. We talked about projected rate drops and they're locking in now because they're comfortable. I mean, like you said, if there's a change in income um, or if somebody's just not comfortable with the variable, right? If it's a comfort thing or a stress thing, then other than that, I think it's just personal situation, like you said
2: yeah and i think it's important to if that is your decision to look at locking in to to not just call your lender and just ultimately just lock in um talk to a broker talk to us there there are other options so if you're going to lock in you don't just have to take what your bank is offering you and it's also important to know that you're not locking in at what your current rate is so if your variable rates dropped i mean we have clients that took a variable rate two, three years ago and they're currently sitting at like 1.4% interest rate right now, like crazy low interest rate because they had such a big variable rate discount. Mm -hmm. They're thinking, oh, great, let's lock in at 1.4%. And and unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You're locking in at what the best fixed rate is for the remaining years of your term. So if you've got two years left, you're going to get offered the best fixed rate, the best two-year fixed rate from your lender. So Mm -hmm. just if, if you're talking about locking in, Look at your options. Start the conversation.
0: Yeah, we've got a unique program for our clients that are in a variable rate mortgage. We can't talk too much about it on the air, uh, but basically, we'll we'll find a way to, as uh, we talked about before, make sure you you get the guaranteed best solution as opposed to just locking with whatever is offered by that institution. Let's move on, guys. Uh, we've we've hammered this for a while. Uh, a couple of little tips and tricks around payments, and uh, and then and then I think we'll cap the show off in a little bit here, but. A couple uh, of notes on payments, there are some unique programs around variable rate mortgage. So to be clear, it indicates when it comes to mortgage that the rate changes, which means the amount of interest and principal that you could pay could change, but it doesn't indicate how the payment works. So we have some unique payment programs with some lenders where they have uh, what I like to coin a frozen payment, which means... Whether or not the variable rate uh, or the Bank of Canada or Prime increases or decreases, the amount of principal and interest that you pay uh, would be what fluctuates as opposed to the payment amount. So the same amount of money is going to come out of your account every single month. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to stress about it. You don't have to think about it. But the amount of principal and interest that comes out would go up or down if Prime
1: went up. Or down.
0: That's a unique one.
1: Yeah. So it's a really good product for someone that likes the concept of variable, but maybe they're scared of the payment piece. Um, you also have the ability with these lenders. So if there was say a interest rate increase, your payment stays the same. You start paying more interest and less principal which some people might not want to do, or maybe they can afford the increased payment. The bank will typically reach out to you, let you know what happened, and they'll give you the option to adjust your payment if you want to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we're nerds. We're nerds. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you like listening to a bunch of nerds that like talking about mortgages. You're not going to find too many people out there who uh, talk about mortgages as much and as frequently as we do. So, If you are currently in a mortgage and you feel like you need that checkup, then you should be reaching out to us so we can have a look and make sure you're in a good situation. There's no cost for it. We'll take care of you. Just uh, reach out and DM us. Thanks so much for listening to the episode, guys. If you loved it, I hope you did. Make sure to leave us that five-star review. Uh, Send us some DM if you have any questions. We're always, well, we're kind of always here for you as much as we can be. And uh, have a wonderful rest of your day.